0: Hello and welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast about movies we've never seen yet. My name is Trent. I'm here with my wife, Betsy.
1: I'm Betsy. Hi,
0: Betsy. Uh, today, we're gonna do things a little bit different. Uh, this is going to be a mystery to one of us. Which movie me. we're going to watch, I, Betsy. It's,
1: I, I made the mistake of having a life and I let Trent just pick something. Uh-huh. And, and we decided we're just gonna start and he hasn't it's told me what it is. It's my turn
0: to pick a movie and it's my turn to pick a movie that that Betsy hasn't seen, but I have. Yeah. This is a movie from 2002, a year that we were discovering that there's a lot of movies that came out that year that we just completely missed.
1: We were busy.
0: (laughs) Being teenagers. Yes. Yes. So Betsy, this movie you have not seen, Is The Rules of Attraction.
1: I had a suspicion when you said 2002 because it's a short list of movies that you've often mentioned.
0: We went through our list of movies that we have from 2002 and there's a bunch of them we never watched. And there's still more to come. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, I have seen this movie pretty close to when this movie came out. Probably. I probably saw it for the first time in like 04, 05. I was in college. Mm -hmm. So, and this is very much a movie about College aged people. Okay. So, Betsy, what do you know about the movie after I just <laughs> explain a little bit of it?
1: I know, like, nothing about this movie as far as the plot is concerned. Yeah. I know there's a ton of people in it. So, yes. I know the main, probably the biggest star for 2002, James Vanderbeek. Yes. Is in this. Mm-hmm.
0: This was kind of his first foray into movies. Yep. Because he was very much Dawson from Dawson's Creek.
1: Yeah, this and probably Varsity Blues would have been his. Yeah,
0: yeah Varsity Blues was 99, I think. Was it? Okay, yeah, it, but was, he hadn't, it was around there. He had not
1: done a lot of movies at He hasn't this point. really
0: broken out at this point.
1: I know that Katie Holmes is in this. Katie Holmes? No. No, who am I thinking of?
0: You're thinking of Jessica Biel.
1: Jessica Biel. Okay, I was like, there's another teen TV-type star in this. TV
0: star trying to break out.
1: And then the girl from A Knight's Tale, whose name I never remember.
0: Shannon Sossman.
1: Shannon Sossman. Yeah. And then as far as what happens, I don't know. I have no idea if this is drugs and partying or love and terror, if this is like... (laughs) A dark comedy, or if this is straight drama, I've just got no clue. This is one of those Betsy? movies that I know Betsy? exists. Betsy. Yes. It's
0: all of those things. It's all of those <laughs> things. Excellent.
1: Uh, yes, I know this is a movie that exists. Yeah. Yeah. It's not one that immediately appealed to me. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, that's the only reason I haven't watched it, because yeah. none of those people in 2002 meant anything to me. And
0: this, what I would describe this movie as, it's a bunch of B-tier teen stars yeah. from the era that never really broke out. Like, they all tried.
1: They like, are all famous in a, their own little way, but they're not megastars.
0: Yeah, you know their names, but you they never really broke out from the thing that they were known for. And there's a bunch more people in this movie that you absolutely Oh, know. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. I'm absolutely sure. Uh,
0: I, I do remember liking this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I bought it. or I, I don't remember if I just rented it somewhere. Because I re- remember renting movies, Betsy. What's that? Because <laughs> uh, the streaming wasn't a thing. I maybe caught it on HBO. But I probably saw it when I was still in college. Again, I remember liking it. I don't remember a lot of the plot. Uh, I'm not going to reveal what I remember.
1: Have you watched this recently? It's been a long time. We've been time. together for 10 years, and it's I don't think time. I've seen you watch it.
0: I'm one of those guys who, if I think about a movie, I'll just put it on. I'll, Sometimes I'll, I'll, in the middle. Up. Yeah, I'll bring it up from my, from my collection, and I'll just scroll through it and see what I remember, and then maybe watch the end of it, and Or that's watch,
1: it. watch it starting at the 40-minute
0: mark. Something like that, yeah.
1: I have seen the latter half of so many <laughs> movies
0: with you. Because you just walk in because, mid-watch.
1: Well, and you just put it on at the beginning. Mm. Like, you were just starting, but you don't start at the beginning. You're beginning to
0: watch in the middle. <laughs> right, right. And that's when I walk in. And the difference between me and Betsy is that... I hate she, that! <laughs> she tends to watch a lot of when she just wants to watch a movie by herself. That's cool. We have different devices in this house that she can just watch. Mm-hmm. Uh she she uh, the the main thing that Betsy uses is an iPad. Yeah. I have a laptop. There's also a couple of big TVs in the house. So, when I want to watch a movie, I tend to want to watch it on a big screen, so I'm going to watch it on the big TV. And and, and you don't care that much about it.
1: No, I just want to watch the movie. You just want to
0: watch the movie on whatever screen and frankly, you have.
1: frankly, I just sometimes like being in the same space as you. And it's you're true.
0: using the big TV. <laughs> it's true. It's true.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I've seen you watch this movie in particular. I have no, no recollection of you calling it up. I cannot remember
0: the last time I saw this movie in its entirety. Okay. I'll
1: bet there's a bunch of songs in this movie I know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I'll bet this
1: soundtrack will just throw me right Uh back to high school. Uh huh. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that being said, I don't really know much about this movie. I'm curious to see how I feel about it.
0: All right, let's go watch The Rules of Attraction. We'll be right back. And we're back. Betsy, did you learn the rules of attraction?
1: Uh, No. No. (laughs) I don't think any of these people did. No. There's no rules. This was chaos.
0: Yeah, that's a good word for it. (laughs) What'd you think?
1: I didn't hate it, Mm -hmm. I didn't love it. Mm -hmm. I was. Interested, like I it kept my focus the entire movie. It's very intriguing, yeah, but it's also kind of all over the place, yeah. So, and I
0: think that's kind of the point,
1: right? It has really interesting moments, but then it's like what the fuck moments, Mm -hmm. and a lot of weird little scenes where you're not quite sure why this is in the movie at all, and it
0: hits you over the head with it immediately, yes. You have 12 full minutes Mm -hmm. of. Introductions, let's say, yeah, before you get a title card,
1: right? So we're setting up at the beginning of the movie. These are the three characters we're primarily going to focus on, sure. And it's Sean, and it's Lauren, and it's mm-hmm. Paul, yeah. And you spend varying amounts of time with these three individuals, yeah, like, sh- like Paul just sort of disappears at some point in the movie, yeah.
0: So and then comes back at the yeah, very, very end,
1: yeah. Uh, but what we were saying before about this movie is chock a block full of teen stars. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> I told you.
1: <laughs> There's even more people in this movie that I had no idea. Jay Baruchel shows up. Yep. This was right around the time he made Undeclared, so well before anybody really knew who he was. Yeah. Kate Bosworth is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what show was she on? She was on something.
0: I don't know what show she Maybe was on. Maybe she was just
1: in movies. She did Blue
0: Crush. That was her big thing. Is
1: that her thing? Yeah. I don't know. I just did my Around brain. we the same time. This is definitely the Kate Bosworth era. Yeah. That's all I know. Yeah. Uh, Fred Savage. Fred
0: Savage is a fucking her- to, heroin junkie.
1: <laughs> trying to make you forget he was that kid on The Wonder Years. <laughs> He's
0: trying real hard uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. And you know he's not that much older than a lot of the other people in this movie. No, he's actually quite age
1: appropriate for mm-hmm. this movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then Ian Somerhalder, pre Lost, yeah. pre Vampire Diaries,
0: mm-hmm.
1: very young and very skinny. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, and on and on it went. So yeah, it's it's definitely like the opening sequence. You're hearing like three people's inner monologues yeah and the dialogue is so elevated
0: mm-hmm. in and their head
1: in their head and I'm like what the fuck why are is this like noir what is this yeah like they aren't saying I could go to the party and fuck that girl it's like I could smell her hair from a mile away right. you know she wafted in the way It's like, very it's poetic really, like poetic and eloquent. <laughs> But then they do the title card mm-hmm. and I saw why. And all of a sudden, I, it clicked in my head and then I had a completely different expectation for the rest of this movie. This is based on a book
0: mm-hmm.
1: written by Brett Easton Ellis. Do you know who that is, Trent?
0: He also wrote American Psycho.
1: He did, Trent. And when I found that out, all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, the 12 minutes I had just watched made a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. Because it's the same kind of dialogue as American Psycho, that inner monologue. Patrick
0: Bateman has, basically narrating his life of why he does what he does.
1: Yes. So when we hear these people in their own heads, they have these very lofty elevated ways of speaking Mm -hmm. and literally Sean at one point is speaking in third person narrating (laughs) his own life yep it's very strange
0: and speaking of Sean
1: his last name is Bateman
0: Uh uh-huh and in the fiction not know in the fiction he is actually Patrick Bateman's younger brother
1: really yes in the book do they actually say this I
0: guess so it's in the little trivia bits in IMDb.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, does this guy only know it's one in last the same name? Same universe. No, it's canon that yeah. this guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I and didn't. And apparently,
0: Christian Bale was asked to appear in this movie.
1: Really. Yes,
0: he turned it down, but they asked him.
1: Yeah, a lot of that makes a lot of sense. When Uh you know that little piece of information, and for the time this was made, you know, this is around the same time, shortly thereafter.
0: This was filmed in 01.
1: Yeah, so this would have gotten the green light right after American Psycho. Right. He's a hot young author. Mm -hmm. These books are fascinating. People love them. Let's make them into movies. Yeah. If he had shown up, I think it would have been fucking weird. So I'm glad he didn't. Yeah. But that also, if if you don't know any of that, it completely changes this entire movie. Sure. If that was something that I knew going in, that this was canon, that he's supposed to be his brother, mm-hmm. I would be like, well, yeah, he's a fucking psycho. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he is kind of a fucking psycho in this. But yeah. he's just like a weirdo who yeah. does too many drugs and lies to everybody. Yes. Like, you have no idea who he is. But he is very
0: similar to Patrick
1: Bateman in that
0: regard where he's mm-hmm. just like a facade of a human. Yeah. Yeah. He, he introduces himself to Kate Bosworth as Pete.
1: Peter the Freshman.
0: And like just skipping ahead they're fucking in his green tent later and she keeps calling him pete 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 and then the little title next to his name or next to his head pops up with his name saying sean
1: yeah and i figured that was the case but that's the part where he's speaking in third person he's like he is doing this and he is doing that and he is doing this other well and he's
0: also impersonating this other person
1: that he made up. Yeah, he,
0: he is now Pete.
1: <laughs> and every time he talks about, like, people ask him what he did last summer. He says, I was in Berlin. Uh-huh. I, no, Berlin, Connecticut or right. something. And no, I so, was in New York. No, I was in Nebraska. He literally right. was just, I, every time. I, I, was,
0: I was like cleaning hogs all summer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't have your money because I'm really poor. And,
0: and who the hell knows if any of that is true or not? We never know. And we're never going to know.
1: I don't think it matters.
0: Not really. Not for this story.
1: (laughs) No. So, yeah, I think he's definitely the most interesting part of this movie. Yeah. When you actually stop and remember he's just saying words, which means there's not actually anything here, which makes you more interested in him.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, he's getting, like, love notes from a mystery person. Mm Mm-hmm. And he assumes it's one person, but it's actually someone else. He assumes it's, like, a
0: couple of people, I
1: think. Yeah. Yeah. And he has, like, these moments where he's, like, a human being Yeah. because of that. Mm -hmm. And it's the only thing, like, holding him on to reality. And
0: he realizes at some point during his little monologues, it's like, oh, do I actually want, like, a relationship? Do I actually want to... You know, have a have a meaningful connection with someone, or do I just want to fuck all the pretty girls? Right. You know, like like you're taught that you should want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I think. He's an interesting character. I actually didn't hate James Vanderbeg. I think he's pretty good
0: in this. I, I agree with you.
1: I think he gets a bad rap because everyone's like, Oh, he is on Dawson's oh, Creek. Dawson. Okay, you know what? Other people on that show are also really good. Fucking mm-hmm. Michelle Williams yeah. came out of Dawson's Creek. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, Michelle Williams has, like, four Oscar nominations or something.
1: Right. Joshua Jackson has gotten a lot of, like, good roles. He was on Fringe Forever. He was on The Mm -hmm. Affair.
0: He's had a really solid career. And speaking of Joshua Jackson, I mistakenly thought he was actually in this movie. He is not. He is not. But I, for some reason, I thought he was. But I think he actually is in something else. He's in kind cruel
1: intention. Kind
0: of similar to this, He's and in I think cruel it's intentions. that. I think it's yes. that. I, I was thinking it was. It was. I was getting those two mo- movies mixed up.
1: Yeah, so. similar time frame. Yeah. Similar kind of role. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A bunch of rich college kids doing drugs. High school kids. Whatever. Either or. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Um. And yeah, these guys are clearly all rich. They. They have people who just do drugs all the time there's and go to drugs parties all the time. and smoking and
0: fucking and all sorts of things.
1: Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Uh, Jessica Biel is in this as mm-hmm. the roommate. Yeah. And she's in a pretty minor role. Again, this is kind they, of that time where she yeah. was on 7th Heaven. And I think she was probably going to get in trouble if she did too much because of her contracts with that. Oh,
0: she was pushing the envelope. Oh like, I remember intentionally. she was like in trouble with that just like you said. But she was in trouble for a lot of other things. Like she did these like photo shoots where she's basically naked mm-hmm. and um i she got interviewed w- from I don't, I don't remember. There was some kind of interview where she talked about it and she did this movie. She did a couple other things and yeah, she wanted to get rid of that squeaky clean from girl from seventh heaven, the Christian show,
1: the Christian family show, right? (laughs) Yeah. In this, she's doing cocaine. Every other scene, a lot of cocaine, a lot of cocaine, (laughs) like a lot. Yes. That's, That's one thing that really tells you that this is, This is a rich school Uh because most kids are happy and content to smoke weed if they can get their hands on it. Sure. More people are doing heroin and coke in this movie
0: than anything else. And pills.
1: E. They do E and stuff.
0: She even points out, well, uh, Sean is at that last party and he's taking mushrooms. Yeah, and she points out, oh, you know those growing shit, right? Is
1: that what he was eating? Yes. I was trying to figure it out. He's just got a plastic baggie. Yeah, he's, he's eating crab. mushrooms. Got it. Yeah, yeah, and it's the dress to get fucked party or uh-huh. something. Uh-huh. Like what the hell?
0: <laughs> yep. And again, I point out every single time we watch a movie like this where there's like people going to school, there is no classes happening. No. One of them, like, actually goes to a class. Or Shannon Sossman goes to a class. Lauren. And there's big writing on the wall saying, my wife left me for my teacher's assistant. There's no more class the rest of the term. Canceled. Canceled.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And there's one teacher who's going around like fucking students or I'm sorry, he's not fucking students. He's getting blowjobs from students. Exactly. So
0: it couldn't hurt your GPA. Right. And it's
1: Eric Stoltz. Now you had to go. You asked me who that is.
0: I have no idea who that is.
1: So he was kind of a big deal in the 80s. He actually was originally cast as Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Really? And they started filming with him, mm-hmm. and they got quite a ways into the movie, and then they decided that it That's wasn't right. working.
0: They, they, they decided he was horrible. Yeah, he yeah.
1: was not understanding the piece and he yeah. wasn't finding the humor in it. Mm-hmm. And he was taking it so seriously. I have heard of that, this story. Yeah, it was yeah. really dark and weird. And so they fired him and replaced him <laughs> with Michael J. Fox, who was actually their first choice, sure. but he was in Family Ties. Yeah, he
0: had scheduling issues where he couldn't do it. Yeah, and but so, something freed up. No, well, they, well, I guess enough time had gone by. No,
1: they literally worked around it. So he was filming Family Ties all oh. day. And then oh, okay. he was filming Back to the Future all night. Oh, God. Like, genuinely, that is how they mil- made that movie and made it work to have him. Hmm. It took that amount of effort because Eric Stoltz just <laughs> <you're>
0: screwed <laughs> the pooch. <laughs> I guess.
1: Uh, the thing I actually know him from is he's in the 1994 version of Little Women.
0: Ah.
1: <laughs> and yeah, here he weirdly has an Irish accent. I don't understand that. I didn't really
0: get that. He was. I don't he know, also didn't speak that much.
1: No, but also he's in Pulp Fiction.
0: That's right. He's the drug That's guy. That's the yeah. thing you'd
1: know him that, from. Okay. All
0: right. All right. Yeah, yeah. He did look familiar. He's got the long hair still.
1: Yes. And this would have been quite a few years after that already. Yeah. But yeah Pulp
0: Fiction was 94.
1: I guess that was his look. It's just,
0: it's the look <laughs> he was trying to go for.
1: Yeah, so just a lot of random... And then Faye Dunaway shows up uh-huh. as Ian Summerholder's mom. Mm-hmm. Like, that whole sequence is weird. Like, Paul gets called by his mom and says, Oh, you remember the family, friends? You have to come and we're going to the country club this right. weekend. Come, come and get Dude on Dude comes bus. from
0: money and, yeah, yeah he, he needs to go and fulfill his family duties right whatever that happens to Which be they is, don't explain it
1: no they need it like a hotel slash country club kind of yeah, a place yeah
0: it's a fancy uh, fancy hotel that has a fancy restaurant attached I
1: yep guess. and it's him and his mom faye dunaway and then this other woman
0: who is faye dunaway's uh friend yeah who has another son and named dick well
1: his name is richard <laughs> but he insists on being called dick but he doesn't take his sunglasses off and he's clearly like drugged out of his mind. Yeah. I don't know what he's on, but he shows up ready to fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and these two know each other. They're uh, very They're gay. Both gay. They're very gay.
1: And they just like jump on the bed while Faith by George Michael plays. <laughs> and apparently,
0: so I read some stuff about this scene.
1: Okay. It's really funny. It is a funny scene because the two mothers are like, you will come downstairs in 15 minutes. And they're just like downstairs taking pills and drinking vodka. Yeah. Blissfully unaware of anything going on with their own children. Right. Because they're rich white ladies who haven't had to care. Exactly. And that's why their children are really fucked up 20 somethings. Yes.
0: (laughs) But the little trivia I read about this was number one, they, the, the filmmakers could not afford the license to get faith. Mm hmm the director sent a letter to George Michael himself asking (laughs) if they could get a discount for that song because they absolutely needed to put that into the movie because they filmed it and it was really, really funny. So, hey, hey, let's just just make out a deal. George Michael gave it to him for free.
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) They probably
1: described the scene or maybe they showed it to him. Maybe they showed it to
0: him somehow, yeah. Yeah.
1: Sometimes that happens. Like there are certain movies that I know have done that. Yeah. Like School of Rock when they're right. playing immigrant song. Yeah. That was really a big deal because Led Zeppelin did not at that no. time ever license their music. That I was think such
0: a cool. I think back they've then.
1: loosened up on that because I've heard immigrant. Well, now all their shit
0: is on is on like Apple Music. Yeah. They've they've kind of just given up. They
1: well and they've figured out how to survive in the digital era. Sure. But in you know early. 2000s before that people were still figuring out that landscape yeah Yeah, they wanted to use immigrant song Mm -hmm. in school of rock and they like personally like there's a video of jack black please please we need it
0: please look at these children (laughs) well and i think they convinced him because this movie is about teaching children about rock music Mm -hmm. and the fact that it is very very important to to honor that Right. And that's what got him to do it.
1: Yeah. Another movie that does a similar thing. Um, you've never seen A Clockwork Orange, have you? No. Oh, goodness. We're going to have to get to it's that. It's on the interest. list. So there is a scene where they break into a house and they basically start violently attacking a couple.
0: I've heard of this.
1: And the lead... Starts singing, singing in the rain. Yes. And they were, it was one of those things where they were just like, do something, improvise something. He starts singing that song and it's so weird yeah. and so funny and so dark that right. they like hit cut and we're like, quick, go get the rice. We're singing in the rain. <laughs> we are
0: going to put this in the this movie. This is
1: going in the movie, but we need to make sure it's okay. But, like,
0: this is gold. We just filmed gold, but we can't actually yeah. put the gold out there unless we can actually get that.
1: Oh, yeah, because, like, if this scene wasn't in this movie with that song, yeah. like, there would be a whole chunk missing And what do you put there. I don't know. Because you just have to set up that Paul is a neglected little white boy mm-hmm. and Dick is a neglected little white boy. Right. One of them is very uptight and falling for the wrong people mm-hmm. left and right. Yeah. The other one is just... Some chain smoking
0: I and wearing big sunglasses. Love his scene at the very end, where his mom is telling him to leave. Oh yeah, like that right there is the energy that I am going for in my life. <laughs> <laughs> where I just don't give a fuck. I'm gonna get up and just curse out the entire room because I hate all of you people. Right. <laughs> he probably was just just grew up in this entire Absolutely. atmosphere. We has to be this this uptight little shit. And I don't want to do that anymore. And now he's a
1: free, freewheeling little shit. Yeah. (laughs) My name is Dick.
0: (laughs) Dick. Screaming it across the restaurant. So, uh, well, how's how's school? It sucks cock. (laughs) Yeah. So that scene was
1: like completely weird compared to like other stuff around it. Yeah. Because that guy only shows up for that yeah. one
0: scene. He's in the dance scene and he's in the dinner scene and that's it.
1: Then Dick goes away. Bye-bye, Dick. And that's <laughs> it. and then we don't see Paul for a very we long time. We don't see Paul until
0: he gets back to school. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And then Lauren's whole storyline is she's in love with her ex-boyfriend, Victor, right. who is 3,000 miles away. He's doing
0: his European Backpacking
1: tour. in Europe. Uh-huh. And she's like... Horny as hell, but she's virgin, but Mm -hmm. she's pining for Victor. Yeah. And so she's, like, trolling around parties, but not doing anything.
0: But she also tries to to convince herself to not go to said parties because of her book.
1: Yeah, she has a big book of venereal diseases. Yes, to
0: try to discourage herself from going there and trying to hook up with people. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That's one way.
1: That's a choice that she made. As an individual.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. But then again, one of those times, both of them, both her and her roommate, were just going to town on the, 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 the cocaine. The cocaine. The cocaine. <laughs> uh, before they eventually go out. And yeah, they're not just going to do all that coke and then not do anything.
1: No, no. And it results in some very poor choices for her. Yes, yeah, and I'm a little confused. So the beginning of the movie... Of the
0: movie, yes.
1: Basically, the short version is she's date-raped. Yes. Like, she passes out. Mm-hmm. She thinks she's going to hook up with this guy.
0: Yeah, this uh, NYU film student.
1: Who's on CSI, by the way, if uh-huh. you didn't recognize him. I did, him, He's I did. the little, like, uh, uh, lab technician. Who, in the original in CSI. In the original
0: yeah. CSI. He's yes. the
1: little funny peon who, mm-hmm. you know does blood samples yeah
0: he's the lab tech
1: he's the lab tech
0: so yeah he is some nyc nyu uh, film student who's just talking her leg off about films trying to get like her,
1: some pompous asshole right yeah
0: like that kind of a guy and she's like okay yeah 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 i've got a joint in my room you want to come back to my room mm-hmm. it's Like, i just want to get this over with because which we don't know at the time this is actually the end of Of the timeline of the movie.
1: Yeah, we start at the end, then we back up, we go through a couple of days, and then we're back at the beginning of the movie, at the end of the movie. But
0: we're still in the introduction of this this first 12 minutes.
1: Right. So in that scene, you know, she wakes up and a guy is having sex with her. Some
0: random dude. Some random dude. Not the film student.
1: So that's the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But at the beginning of the movie, we also see Sean go hook up with Kate Bosworth.
0: Right. And Sean is like beat the hell up. He's got bruises all yep. over his face. He's got a bottle of whiskey. And he tears up these pink letters. Purple. And, 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 and per, whatever. I'm colorblind, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he throws them in the trash and he sees Kate Bosworth in the in the in the distance. And then he starts with his inner monologue. Yeah, and
1: he's like, I could do this, I could do this, I could yep. do this. And I could this go is back to my does.
0: room, jerk off, and go to sleep. I could take her home and just fuck her brains out. Or what was the third thing?
1: Uh, I think there was another version where he just jerked off. Sure. <laughs> I think two, hey, of of college, three, guys. two of the three had the same result. So, yeah, what he ultimately does at the beginning of the movie is he picks up Kate Bosworth and takes her back to his, yeah. his dorm. yeah. At the end of the movie, though, it's a different outcome. He gets to the party, and he turns around and leaves. Mm -hmm. So are we supposed to believe that the other events didn't happen? Because we see him leave, and we see her walk out the door at some point, but Mm. she doesn't look like a girl who's just been attacked. So I was confused, and I didn't know if that didn't actually happen at the end of the movie, or if this is after that happens
0: i don't know
1: because my interpretation was everything was different
0: Hmm. it's possible i never really thought about that
1: because yeah he leaves immediately after getting there yeah we aren't given a timeline but paul's sitting on the porch Mm -hmm. she comes out yeah the two of them have a little conversation and they see sean on his motorcycle who drives off
0: Mm -hmm. i don't know
1: I was just curious mm-hmm. if because it, it seems to me that they are yeah. interpreting it differently at the end than the beginning, which leads me to believe you and could assume the other people had different experiences. And, and well. in
0: the other times that I've seen this movie, what I assumed was they just didn't show any of that stuff because you already know what happens. But it's, yeah, you're yeah. right. And, and, and you're right. It's like Lauren is not acting like she was just taken advantage of. Right. Um, by walking out of there. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just a filmmaker's choice. Of she's just nonplussed by the entire thing.
1: Right. Because the Uh, the whole point is that these three people are all pretty fucked up. And they literally have like a little speech about it at the end. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, oh, no, that's just. It's like people like him. People like us. Right. You know, that kind of a thing. Sure. And so she seems like unaffected by the whole experience Mm -hmm. in this version if it still happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like. Her boyfriend, he shows up, and right. he doesn't even know who the fuck she is.
0: Yeah. Like, she's got this guy just on a pedestal. Yeah. Like, I'm saving myself for this. For Victor. For Victor. Victor. But in reality, we get this long, long monologue oh my of God. all of his exploits in Europe. But it's,
1: it is like a cocaine nightmare. <laughs> it's so... Fast. It's like watching, you know, we've been talking about this a lot. We've been watching a lot of these early aughts movies.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's like a fucking MTV real world, quick cut,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like dirty film, hand shaky, like right. little camera. Like cameras. all that stuff
0: was like hand shot. Like that yes. was not all film.
1: No, no. It's just like this dude on his cheap 2002 digital camera right. going around Europe. Yeah. And it's like. I went to Europe, and then I did this thing, and then I got some hash, and then I found a girl, and then we did some blow, and then I had sex with her, and then I got on the train, and then I met some people, and we went here, and we did this. Yeah, it's all it's,
0: stream of consciousness. Yeah, like and, th- this, this is like three weeks worth of travel in Europe, and then it's all in the course of five minutes.
1: But it's like an endless string for about three or four solid minutes. Yeah. And the music in the background is that early 2000s, like electronic guitar. Like Paul Oakenfold. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like starting to have like convulsions. Like it's watching a lot
0: it. to take in.
1: It's it's sensory overload. Yeah. Like, we've had a couple of these recently, and this one, yeah. too, I was just like, "What?
0: Whoa, okay, and that, all right, I and get that it. And that whole <laughs> sequence has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. No. It's just something that they to threw a, in there.
1: Victor's an asshole.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: we we are introduced to Victor. Yeah,
0: and Victor He's comes back. He's the MacGuffin. He shows right.
1: up two-thirds of the way through the movie, Yeah, almost to the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and Victor is an asshole who shows up at the end of the movie. Right,
0: and he knows Sean. Because yep. he knows that he buys he's, drugs. From he's him. his his drug hookup. Yeah, yeah. He comes back from from Europe and tells the tells all of his friends of all of his his adventures in Europe,
1: <laughs> all the women he had sex with, exactly, and all the drugs he did, and all uh-huh. the places he saw, all the
0: places he 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 went to, and yeah, yeah. It was an interesting story at the very least.
1: I mean, yes, but then he shows up and she goes to see him and he's like, I'm sorry. I literally don't know who you are.
0: Right. And in the background, did you see who it was? I'm pretty sure that was Jessica Biel. I mean, in, in costume.
1: Maybe. I
0: think that was her.
1: We'll have to look that up again. Yeah. Because she's not really in focus and she's wearing a Santa hat and yeah. sucking on a lollipop.
0: Right. I, I think <laughs> so that like a is whole Im- thing. It is implied that that is her.
1: Well, they do set her up as the, you know, kind of rush oh, slut. She's okay. faced with everyone. All right. all right.
0: Let's just say this all of these people are horrible. Correct. Yes.
1: Yes. They are all awful, mm-hmm. awful people. Mm-hmm. But they even say at the beginning how Lara. Is it Lara or Laura? I don't really
0: know. I didn't get her name.
1: I think it's Lara, Jessica Biel's character. Yeah. She like knows who everybody likes, and she goes and fucks them first. Hmm. And she like literally at the beginning of the movie, they say she hooked up with Victor. Yeah. And gave him mana or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or vice versa, and there was some big breakup, and she had sex with the entire football team. Yeah. But now she's a senator's wife.
0: Right. Right. We have a little bit of, like, current day or, like, present day. She's the only one. future tense that we ever get any kind of, like, result from. Yep. And, yeah, she is the the wife of a senator. Yeah. Sure. Why not?
1: Yeah. So it's just a lot going on and you're given all this information kind of relentlessly through this movie.
0: Yeah. And I think it's just the way the filmmaker wanted it to to happen. Mm -hmm. This is a very unique movie.
1: Again, if you know the author and you have a point of reference with American Psycho, yeah. I think it's more palatable. Yeah. I think if I didn't know that, I would have been absolutely overwhelmed and not understanding what the hell I was watching. Mm-hmm. But once I had a point of reference, I go, Oh
0: okay. I yeah, can I've put seen yourself into his in that little mindset. mind a little yeah, bit. you can put yourself into that mindset where you know it's gonna be fucked up and you have to be paying attention.
1: Yes. And then there's like this whole tangent, Sean is sort of a drug dealer and he goes to the real drug dealer who gives him drugs. And it's Clifton Collins Jr. (laughs) And I watched, I was watching the credits and I was like, I know that name. yeah. And I know I will recognize him when I see him. (laughs) And then you get this jacked up blonde highlighted dude doing pushups and he jumps up and I was like- Oh,
0: the early 2000s. I was like,
1: it's the vegan police.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Half of the vegan police, plus the dude from uh, Westworld.
1: Oh, amongst a myriad and, and, and of you, other things. And you've
0: absolutely seen this guy in a bunch of different stuff.
1: Yes, I would say most likely, if you listeners are watching the things we are watching, yes. if you have watched Scott Pilgrim versus the World, two men appear and they're the vegan police. <laughs> One of them is, was is it Thomas Jane?
0: I don't know his name. I think the it's the dude who Thomas played Jane. Punisher first.
1: It's the guy who played the Punisher. Yeah. And another dude, and that is Clifton Collins Jr. He's yeah. just like, on, on November 24th, you've consumed chicken parmesan.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So he's not, and then on Westworld. Chicken isn't vegan? <laughs> on Westworld, he shows up, I think, in the. Is he in the first or the He's second season? He's in the first season? season.
0: He's the guy that Ed Harris is is uh, has kidnapped yeah. and is trying to get him to find the maze. Yeah. And he, like, scalps him. Spoilers for Sorry. first season of Westworld. Sorry. He scalps him and he finds the thing under his, quote unquote, skin.
1: Well, I don't think he scalps him.
0: I thought he did.
1: He scalps somebody. But no, I think he just uses him as a guide. Hmm. There's like some special We haven't watched that
0: that first season for a while.
1: But yeah, Clifton Cullen Jr., he's one of those character actors yeah. that shows up repeatedly in yes. all kinds of stuff.
0: And he's great
1: to just fill in anywhere. He is insane in this movie, but in the best possible sense. He mm-hmm. uses the word motherfucker in a <laughs> single speech probably 25 times <laughs> in the course of a minute and a <laughs> half.
0: I don't think that math checks out, but it does check okay. out. Okay.
1: <laughs> but he doesn't really use any other bits of the English language. He's just like, this motherfucker, you give me my motherfucking fuck, motherfucker, fucker, fuck, fuck, fuck.
0: fuck. Apologies.
1: Money. 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 Motherfucker. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he's just, again, doing cocaine, brandishing a giant gun. Yep. He's, like, at one point carving bricks of weed. <laughs> yes. With I, a love turkey I love that. I
0: love that. <laughs> that little touch—he has a brick of weed. I've never seen a brick of weed no. depicted in a movie before. No. But he is literally like carving a, it. Like he's bread. carving a chicken, but it's weed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he shows up, and he's the one who kicks Sean's ass later. Right. And he's just like, he's just coked up and insane. Yeah. The whole time.
0: Yeah. I. I <laughs>
1: Does he need to be in this? I don't really know. Is he great? That Absolutely. whole storyline
0: doesn't need to exist.
1: No. Um. Who else? Uh, would Thomas Ian Nicholas. Is that the kid's name? Mitch. Mitchell. The guy he takes to oh, his house. Oh, with the car. Yeah. He was in American Pie. Yeah. But before that, he was in a whole bunch of movies as a kid. He was in um, Rookie of the Year in, like, <laughs> 1994. <laughs> And then, I like, think, like, a, what, a kid in King Arthur's court or something like that. I just know that I've seen that man as a young human. <laughs> and Fred Savage was in this movie, too. We,
0: we mentioned him.
1: And he is injecting heroin between his toes. Yep. Smoking a cigarette and playing a clarinet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, but also, he puts that cigarette. Puts the butt of it in his belly button. He's holding to, it. To hold just to it. to save it there. <laughs> <laughs> I've while, never seen that.
1: While he plays the clarinet <laughs> and talks about time and how he doesn't have a clock. Because That's right. Time. Clocks lie to you. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like this one little scene. Yeah. And the only reason he's there is Sean is trying to get money from him because he yeah. owes him money. Yeah, you
0: owe me $500. And meanwhile, we don't really, really find out how much money Sean owes to this drug dealer. It's like $3,000. Yeah. I mean, if you're in college, that's a ton of money. And especially if you owe it to a drug dealer with a gun and weapons and all this other shit, then yeah.
1: Yeah. And so there's just this whole line about, like, storyline. He's involved with this drug dealer and owes him money. Yeah. But it's really hard to tell, like... Does anybody actually go to this school? Does anybody actually go to class? Yeah. Do all your parents give you money and you just spend it all on drugs?
0: Seems that way.
1: Like, uh, what?
0: Seems that way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, this is an interesting movie, but it's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. And I think it's one, I could see why you would be intrigued by it, certainly. Yeah. And it's funny to me that you and I both have a movie that we like from, that is based on source material by the same author.
0: (laughs) Sure. And I liked American Psycho. But
1: you didn't see it until recently. No.
0: And I had no idea. Why would I know that there's any kind of relationship between these two movies? Right. No idea. But now we've both seen them both and we can see the similarities here. Mm-hmm. At least in how it's written.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now, I'll say this. Another thing I, I uh, read about this was the dude who wrote these books said that out of the three movies that got adapted from his books, his favorite that thought it was the best adaptation was this movie.
1: This is the truest this to This was the truest to wanted. the book.
0: Yes. Interesting. He did not like American Psycho.
1: No, I as I understand it, American Psycho is not like wildly altered, but altered enough that yeah. he wasn't a fan. What's the third one?
0: Less Than Zero.
1: Less Than Zero. Yeah. I've heard of it, I think, but I don't know that movie.
0: <laughs> I've heard the name.
1: Yeah, I would be curious to look into that at least. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is probably that thing where this is also around the era of Fight Club and Chuck Palahniuk. And you know that movie was such like a gritty, visceral thing, and it was
0: also a mindfuck.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so people were looking for similar kinds of books and. And that that happens
0: in every era. Yes, exactly. One thing is like uber successful, and they're gonna just milk that as for as much as they can, and Mm -hmm. try to oh let's adapt all of these uh, teen books. About vampires. Yep. And all this other the shit. The Hunger Games? The Hunger Divergence. Games. Divergence! Yes, that, that entire thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it always, it always comes in waves. You're yeah. trying to cash in. Uh-huh. Music is like that. Fashion is like that. Books are like that. And movies are like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing original in this world, kids.
0: <laughs> well, there is. You just have to be first. <laughs> yeah, you just have to be first, and, and you are get all the money.
1: That's right. Sometimes, you get vampire books and then they turn into 50 shades of gray.
0: It's true. <laughs> and they never really tried to make another set of movies like those? Like because, 50 shades? Yeah. They're so, they're tricky. And and like all of these all of those movies and books are based on like the same kind of like dime store you know grocery store yeah. smut books that you could find anywhere it is
1: pure trash yeah but you can only do so much if you want a mainstream audience to go see sure.
0: it. and the only reason those got made is because they were wildly popular it's
1: true it's true yeah. but we know listeners if you've been paying attention we watched 50 shades of gray huh? did i like it no do i want more kind of <laughs>
0: We talk about that every so often. It's we, like, hey, remember we, when we watched Fifty Shades of Grey? Hey, yeah, I remember. We should,
1: maybe we should watch the next one. No, we shouldn't do that. Maybe we should. Wouldn't it be interesting if we did?
0: <laughs> you know, I never really thought too much about that movie when we were doing our awards. No. Maybe I should have thought about it more.
1: Maybe next year. Maybe the
0: movie that maybe stuck the with end me of, the most. <laughs>
1: maybe the end of 2022, we'll have a lot to maybe say. Maybe middle of
0: the year, we'll see the second one.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Please don't make me also yes. <laughs> Let's do. There's it.
0: plenty of other smutty movies we can think about. We can do another series like that. If you haven't watched all of our smutty series movies, go back and watch those.
1: <laughs> so much smut. It was a glorious time oh had by God. all.
0: All right, Betsy. What else are we missing here? I like the uh, the scene with James Vanderbeek going back and with Kate Bosworth, and he. Plays uh, a song of, uh, that he wrote himself to Kate Bosworth, and then slowly transitions to a to a song from Counting Crows.
1: Of course, the fucking Counting Crows. While she
0: cries and like puts her hand on his thigh.
1: Yeah, that's his move.
0: Two thousand two.
1: Girls love sensitive guitar players in two thousand two. I was there. I ought to know. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. There's a. I made mention in the beginning. That I thought, oh, there'd be a lot of music in this, I know. Yeah. So surprisingly, it all sounded very familiar. Mm-hmm. And I think it was one of two scenarios either it was songs by bands I know, but not the songs from them that I'm familiar with. Uh huh. Or it's the thing we were just talking about where these bands all just sound
0: exactly alike because they were similar to other bands. Well, it, it's true. But I think, remember what I said before about George Michael, they didn't have any money to True. license music. Right. And they're not going to p- put in a whole bunch of popular music that's super expensive.
1: No. The one song I immediately recognized okay. was When I Get You Alone by Robin Thicke. When in, yes. When in 2002, yes.
0: he was still just thick. thick. Yeah. I love that song. This is the first time I ever heard that song while I, when I watched this movie for the first time. I loved it. Yeah. It was before he was trash. Right. It's really a shame because
1: you know what? That first album that this is on. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Oh my God. If you just want some like party music. I
0: love that fucking
1: song. You know who introduced me to that? Josie. My friend Josie from college, somehow she knew about Thick and she had his CD and played it for me. And I just remember this song because it's the first track on the album.
0: And for those of you not in the know, Alan Thicke is that guy's of dad. Of growing pains. Of growing pains fame. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So that song took me back because once again, I heard that probably in 2003 yep. when I was in college. God damn it. Uh. And this is firmly around that time frame. So I was like, ah, remember when we actually liked Robin Thicke and he wasn't trash? Yeah. Now he's trash.
0: <laughs> uh, there was the scene with Jay Barrichelle ODing and being taken so to weird. the hospital. That was another like weird, just like offshoot of the rest of the movie yeah. where you needed to get Paul away from where he was going to be. Where he was doing his, his like, what am I, what am I going to wear to my fake date with Sean? But his friend comes in and says, oh, this this guy is OD. We need to take him to the hospital. And he's like, what? I got somewhere to be at 7 o'clock. Oh, he's God. not ODing.
1: It's fine. And they go to the Freshmen hospital. Freshmen don't OD, Betsy. No. Well,
0: <laughs> they did at my college, let me tell you. Oh, God.
1: Maybe, not, maybe not on drugs, but certainly on alcohol. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they get to the hospital, and they start screaming at anybody. And the nurse says, I'm on my break. And the only doctor oh, that's a who's great there... Scene is paul williams yep writer of the rainbow connection yep (laughs)
0: why That's a great question. And
1: it's a weird little scene and he's just like, oh, I have no pulse. He's no pulse. Yeah, your friend is dead. Yeah, your
0: heart, his heart's not beating. He's dead.
1: But he's not saying it in like a concerned way. He's like, yeah. I'm so sick of your fucking shit. All you yeah. college kids All, coming yeah. in here, yep. fucking up my night. Mm-hmm. Nope, he's dead. Bring him back so I can do experiments on him.
0: <laughs> like,
1: it's just this weird scene. Yeah. It was funny and memorable. Mm-hmm. But why?
0: It's just one of these things that was probably in the book and written that way I guess and they just needed to find a way to put it into into the movie.
1: Maybe. Yeah. I guess if his whole thing is that it was well adapted, I have to assume that all of this is in the book.
0: I imagine so, yeah. Like
1: beat for beat. And yeah, like we talked about um Sean is getting love letters yeah. and there's a random girl who's in the background. Like the first time we see her, she's serving, at, uh, she's in the dining hall. Yep. Giving serving him like breakfast. sloppy eggs and sausage. Yep. And she's kind of in the background. Yeah. I
0: made sure to um, point her out Right. because she was like leaning up against a tree while Sean is walking by. He, er, She's over at the Burning Man uh, f- fake thing. Um, she's always at the party glancing at Sean like she's always kind of in the background blurry and and on the sidelines and we have no idea who is giving Sean these letters Mm -hmm. but in reality it's her we don't know who she is what what even her her name is to her no we don't even know what her name is
1: when we are told that she is the one writing letters yeah It is in a scene where she's killing herself in a bathtub.
0: Yeah. We get a scene of her doing voiceover of the final letter that she wrote for him. Mm -hmm. We're saying you, you left with Jessica Biel's character. She's, she's so beneath you. We, we should be together, but now there's nothing left for me. So this is my last letter to you.
1: Yeah. And she kills
0: herself. And there's this whole long drawn out scene of her getting in the bath and getting in and putting in all these, ca- like lighting all these candles and putting the razor blade down. And I'm not going to get into the whole thing, it's, but
1: it's a whole thing. It's a
0: whole thing. And Hey, me being how, how old I was at the time, that, that was a weird thing to, to witness. Right. Because in like 2004, 2005, when, when I saw this movie, you know, that's, that's some heavy shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, when you're that age, when you're in college and you are like going through all these things all these emotions, all changes these changes and- in your life, and if you think that you found the one, you and you just don't have the social skills to communicate that, and you think that your life is over because you—it's this unrequited love. Yeah, that's some heavy shit. Right. Ooh. Yeah, and
1: it—it's—it's it's just a lot, and and you. I, that's an interesting interpretation of it, and I'm glad you said that, because otherwise, contextually, it's like, why don't you just say something? Right. Because on the surface, she's just this girl who never says a word to him and then mm-hmm. kills herself because they can't be together. It's like, right. why didn't you try?
0: Right. <laughs> right.
1: It's kind of out of left field. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's just a lot of those moments in this movie where I'm like, why are any of you doing any of the things you're doing? Uh-huh. The only normal person in the movie is the one who kills herself.
0: Yeah. And and in reality, she's this, I mean, you, you could call it whatever, whatever you want. You could say, well, she's just this, you know, brunette, plain Jane, pigtails kind of a thing mm-hmm. where why would Sean be interested in her because of X, Y, Z? But in reality, Sean would probably like her yeah. because what he truly thinks in his mind where he's like, starting to get there is I want this pure soul. I want a relationship. I want love. They never yeah. say love. No. I don't think anybody says the word love anywhere in this entire I movie. I don't believe they
1: do. Yeah.
0: So they would actually work together, but because their minds are not mature enough to get there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're never going to get there.
1: Yeah. Plus he's kind of a psycho.
0: That too. And speaking of that whole like maturity thing, um, when I was back in high school, this is just kind of an aside here. When I was back in high school, I was my, my freshman year, we read Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Okay? Everybody knows the story of that. They're, te- they're, they're kind of young teenagers yep. in that story. They fall in love and blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> and blah, uh, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. They both die. Greatest, one of the greatest works of literature of all time. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Just dismissing the entire thing. I don't care. In that class that we, that we read it, a question was posed to us, to the class by, by the, the teacher. The question was do you think that teenagers of this of this age are mature enough to actually be in love or is it their emotions is it their hormones and whatever like fucked up things that is happening in their brain tricking them into thinking that oh yeah they're they're really in love and you had to sit on either side of the room uh, based on what your opinion is, I was one of two people that sat on the that sat on the side of the room where I disagreed. I did not think that young people like that would actually have the maturity to be in love. That's because
1: and you were I born had, an old man, and I
0: had to defend my position. And I actually got two people to come over to my side. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Because you were born an old man. I've
0: been an old man since I was a child.
1: <laughs> so at 14 years old, you could probably express yeah. in a way that another 14 year old would understand. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, crazy, you're 14. You're not in fucking love. Uh-huh.
0: What is wrong with
1: you? Yeah, I let know. Let me tell you all. You oh, yeah.
0: You, you two are just saying you're, you're walking down the halls holding hands. This is going to be a lifetime together. Fuck that. <laughs> no, you're not. I know very
1: rarely any couples that met in high school yeah. and are still together. Yeah. It is a short list, let me tell you. Yes. Or if they did get together, they were together for a long time before they sure. actually
0: got married. Or I know people who met in high school and then came together much, much later. hmm Yeah.
1: Yeah. It could have been us, Trent. How the stars aligned. <laughs> We have enough overlaps, we but do. we never met.
0: <laughs> we do. We ha- we actually had some, some things in common, some places that we went to together. Yep. Uh, but not together, but... We
1: were in the same room we were in at the, the same, same time. Yeah,
0: we were in the same room at the same time, the same vicinity. I know. Sa- Half same... of your graduating class. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We both graduated the same year, and she's Betsy has friends that graduated with me. We both went to different uh, high schools.
1: Different high schools, but different Betsy, towns. But yeah, Betsy
0: knows people who graduated with me that i didn't even know nope so anyway
1: it happened when it happened yep point being none of these people in this movie should be in love with each other no
0: even in college you're not really that mature enough to to, do- to go through you all can that stuff be. you can be and the more time that goes by yes but again when i was a freshman in a high school i didn't buy it because <laughs> you are an old man <laughs> I don't think I've ever told you that. I
1: think you told me once, maybe.
0: Maybe I did. I don't remember. That's not one
1: you repeat too often, though. No. Because how often are we talking about Romeo and Juliet? It's true. It's true. So yeah, I think those are most of my thoughts about this movie. I'm going to let that one kind of sink in. I'll probably be thinking about that occasionally. Like sure. There were some interesting things they did with the way it was filmed. The
0: scene where Lauren and Sean are kind of... going, the, the, the scene is split.
1: They come into the same building at different times. Yes. Yeah. But there's... He's on the left side. She's on the right side. Right. But they come at the camera. Right. And that's them and they have coming a com- up to
0: each other. Yeah. And they have a conversation face-to-face with each other. And the camera... At the end of the conversation... Um, she grabs his sunglasses from him mm-hmm. and the scene kind of changes and the camera pans back out to a side view of them
1: but into a single shot into
0: a single shot
1: yeah that was amazing that was a cool shot yeah that was cool there's some interesting things where they're they're very literal at times where they kind of at the beginning, show the scene, and then literally hit reverse, and yeah. you watch it all backwards. Right. And they're
0: like, people are speaking, and it's yep. backwards.
1: Yep, 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 that kind of crap. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I hope I didn't say anything offensive just now if you play that in reverse. Uh, <laughs> and then they show it from somebody else's point of view. And they bring that back at the end of the movie. Uh-huh. The credits play backwards. <laughs> yes. So the end of the credits are the beginning of the credits. Mm-hmm. And they roll to the top. Yes. So it's very off-putting. <laughs> so they, at least, you know, with this movie, they set a tone. Yeah. And they, they stuck, stuck with it. it. Yeah all the way down to the fucking credits and like everything in between. Yes. So, yes. I'll give them credit for that. And yeah, I didn't hate it. There's a lot going on. There is a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. There's some things that I found somewhat problematic, but yeah, overall, I didn't hate it.
0: It took me It's a, interesting. It took me a couple of, of viewings to really Get my opinion set for this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie is very divisive. Mm-hmm. I think it's got like forty something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Probably not a lot of people like it. Yeah, but I think people can. I I I skimmed uh, the Roger Ebert review of it. Uh, he mentions basically everything that we said about you know these are horrible people, but it is this movie is shot just magnificently.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But like the story, who gives a fuck? There,
1: <laughs> yeah know. the story is there is no story not really you're just following around it's a three love horrible tri- it, it's people. just
0: a love triangle kind of, of sorts
1: kind of yeah they're all in love with somebody they shouldn't be And it's
0: like the wrong timing yes like everybody like i could go on like crazy about wrong timing and love mm. but the like sean being in love with Lauren, but then she, then he fucks Jessica Beale. But Lauren's
1: in love with Victor. Lauren's who in love with Victor.
0: Yeah, and Victor and doesn't Paul's give a shit about him. In love
1: with Sean. Right. And, yeah.
0: And there's a like we could keep on talking about Paul, and the, the and all, all the stuff that he's involved with. Like, is he the only? He's clearly not the only gay man in the entire college because no. he's got a couple of he's friends got, like, who a come in.
1: Circle of friends who are all right. very clearly gay. Sure
0: but he just it's is he just like at the at the party with the with the the burning man they they like speak in code or he thinks he's speaking in code about yeah y- you'll buy yeah I'll buy buy buy-hmm yeah he's not by <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah I don't know they don't really explore that all that much but I I, I again this is where it it took me a couple of viewings to really get all of that. I also had to get a little older Mm -hmm. to really understand a lot of stuff because when I saw this in 05, I mean, I was 20, 21.
1: Yeah. If I had watched this at 20, I'd had very different opinions about it.
0: Sure. But anyway, yeah. uh, That is the rules of attraction. A good good one? Question mark? (laughs) Not a bad one, certainly. I, I enjoy watching it just for just to fill in my mind of all the stuff that I missed
1: mm-hmm. because there's a lot there's a lot in the
0: background there's a lot that that you are going to miss 100 percent, the yeah. first time you watch it uh we did get an email though about any given sunday from stephanie hi stephanie so let's read that shall we uh, growing up I was required to sit with my family while wait while they watched the chiefs game However, I was not required to watch the game, so I spent my time playing Barbies and constructing a, quote, cheerleader out of an ironing board, pom-poms, and a dress.
1: Of course, as one does. You know,
0: football. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That being said, I also did not watch this when it came out. I think I saw it in college and then again recently. I now watch the Chiefs uh, and the occasional Mizzou Mizzou game, thanks to my husband. Uh, This movie is too much. As you mentioned, too many cuts. I think there were too many famous faces, and the uniform colors were too much as well. Everything was too much. It is distracting. Yeah. 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 Go back and
1: listen to Any Given Sunday if you haven't. To say the
0: least. Too much. Yeah, 3,000 cuts in that movie.
1: That is so many cuts. Woof.
0: Uh, I do appreciate the movie that that, that the movie brings up the concussion stuff and how shitty the doctor was. Mm -hmm. Ahead of their time. Concussions were a big deal and nobody was talking about him. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony Roma was a quarterback. I thought he owned an Italian restaurant. <laughs> That's close. Tony Roma. Close. Very Roma.
1: close. I've made that same mistake before myself.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, and I, and I mentioned this guy before my husband and sister both love Pat McAfee. Yep. Yeah. If you enjoy sports, if you enjoy, kind of a bro mentality to a point. Pat McAfee is actually pretty entertaining. He doesn't go too far. Sometimes he does though. Yeah. Um, what I, I don't, what I don't like about Pat McAfee is that his sponsors are all like gambling websites. That's and all. Every, is si- now. every single thing with him is about gambling and what are the odds on this? And they're just a bunch of gambling degenerates and that's okay.
1: As, I just don't want a as, part of it.
0: I don't, I don't want any part of it. And just make sure that if you if you do gamble, again, set your limits, guys. Don't, Realistic. don't go overboard. No. No. It's supposed to be fun. You're there's, not trying to make a lot of money. There's a reason gambling is an addiction. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, um, and I agree with Betsy about building an NFL stadium slash team on the North and South Dakota border. If you build it, they will come.
1: They will. No, they won't. They will, Trent. No,
0: because who the hell wants to live here? Who
1: the hell wants to live in Ohio? People do it every day.
0: (laughs) You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And
1: they have two teams.
0: Right. Ohio has two teams. New York has three teams. Florida. Jeez. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of weird places with NFL teams. Don't knock it till you try it.
0: It's true. But you could, could have also moved to St. Louis when they had a team
1: oh it'll come back you know they'll get one eventually the nfl
0: will absolutely expand they
1: continue to expand
0: they will and hey eventually london's gonna have a team i suppose anyway enough nfl talk back to stephanie anywho i think this movie is just okay the acting is good the story's fine i guess i just wasn't feeling it i get it
1: yeah yeah that's about how we felt
0: yeah go back and listen to that episode uh, I, I don't really feel like I would ever want to see that movie again I, no. th- I think I saw everything I, that I needed to, to see I saw the famous uh, football players that I wanted to see
1: It wasn't bad
0: Yeah It acting wasn't was, great Acting was good Story was interesting But everything else was just too distracting mm-hmm. Like uh, that, that movie was a workout Yeah It was too
1: <laughs> much Yes Too much That is that is should be the tagline It's too much Yep <laughs> Thank you Stephanie
0: Yes thank you Stephanie uh that's the end of this here episode, Betsy. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk to us about all the fucked up shit you did in college. <laughs> what movies do you think are too much? Right. Uh email us at seen at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at never seen underscore pod. And if you want to support the show, click the link in the podcast description about support us. It'll take you to a page on Anchor where you can throw us a buck if you want. Uh, If you don't want to send us any bucks, that's cool. Just share us with your friends and your family and whoever else. Put it on your Facebooks and your MySpaces and your Friendsters and the the skywriting. The
1: places one does those things.
0: Smoke signals. (laughs) How many more things can we think of?
1: A handwritten letter.
0: Yeah, that'll be nice. Use the post office. Send it to your grandma.
1: We've been trying to reach you. How <laughs>
0: About your car. About your car's <laughs> extended
1: warranty. Also listen to this podcast.
0: <laughs> Maybe we should start uh, spamming calls to people saying, listen to our no, podcast. No, I'm going
1: to write handwritten letters. Oh. It'll get their attention more.
0: It's true. It's true. But anyway, that's the end of the show, Betsy. My name's Trent.
1: My name's Betsy. And we'll
0: be back to you next time.
1: She, we sure will.
0: Bye bye.